Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, Bold Move Expert and Coming Out Coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family, it is time to venture into, well, we're not going to go into the closet because this is Life Uncloseted, so why would we go back in there? But we're going to go into some territories tonight that, um, or today, I don't know what time it is. I record these things all over the place, so it could be today, it could be tonight, but we're going to go into some places that, well, like coming out, it's kind of icky sticky. And sometimes it's like, okay, to get to this blissful, happy trail, we got to go through the icky, yucky stuff. And sometimes getting there, we need different people, different ways of getting down that path, whether it's coming out of the closet for sexuality or going and doing something that everybody thinks you're crazy to go do, which some people think coming out of the closet is crazy, but you're not. And we go to start to look for the help. And a lot of times the true answers lie within, but a lot of those answers also are outside. They're out there floating around in the universe waiting for us to snatch them down and and get the signs that we need. And when I found this guest, I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. (laughs) This is really interesting because it is so not the way I would coach somebody um, come out of the closet. And what I love about Seth is he's doing something that gives hope. As much as I'm doing something that gives hope, he's giving something to people to help them through this transition. And what I like about this is it was kind of his own little coming out journey later in life. Like, oh, I'm going to do this. And now you guys are like, okay, well, come on, Rick. What is this? Well, he uses the power of tarot cards to help people come out and to help people through relationships and to help people, well, quite honestly, figure their shit out. And I love this because it's something that may not work for everybody and it's something that's going to work for some. And I'm going to ask you to have an open mind as you listen to this, because you just might be surprised how it could work for you. So it's time for me to quit flapping my jaws and to bring our guest on Seth Vermilia. I'm so excited to meet you first and to have you on the podcast and to really delve into this interesting space you have given yourself true permission to go be in and to really help people as they go through these fears in life. And this month that we're airing this podcast is all about fears. It's like stepping through your fears, all that good stuff. So welcome to Life Uncloseted, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. I'm really excited to just share this kind of story with you. Yeah. And I know there's, there's always a story. There's always a story behind these things. And, and, you know, yes, we folks, we sit back and we, we have like two hour sessions before we get on here and like, okay, Seth, you got to have a really good story. Let's make some shit up. No, I'm kidding. We, don't actually, <laughs> okay? we actually do dive in. So let's dive in, Seth. I know this is something that, you know, you brought to your life. Um, well, you, you're the one who put it in your bio at age 40. So, you know, and I have to say he's quite, he's quite a handsome dude for, you know, being a 40 something, but um, let's talk about how you got here, what brought you to it and why the fascination with really stepping in and doing this tarot stuff with people. Great question. I, 
I actually first got my first deck when I was 10, came out when I was 19. And then um, throughout that time, I've been playing with tarot, but I never really used it for myself. And I've never been a fan of use it from, for myself. I love to use it to help other people. And it took me until I was 40, uh, about three years ago, to realize that I really love to help our LGBTQ community work through what it meant to come out, mm -hmm. work through what it meant to be on the other side of coming out, especially. Yep. Uh, there's Because there's so much that comes up after we come out that the, the unknown becomes something that you really want to delve into and, and try and understand. Yep. Uh, and and tarot is one of the best tools, I think, to help you search through and navigate that unknown and the unexplainable. Mm -hmm. I love that you brought this up because we put so much effort, and I watch this with my own clients, so much effort into the coming out moment. Mm, yeah. And then it's done. You do it. You know, yes, okay, you do it. You know, I still come out, you know, every once in a while. I still have to come out someplace, you know, that somebody doesn't know me. Yeah. In fact, I'm getting ready to come out in a couple of days probably. Um, but what's so interesting is that's just one part of the journey. There's so much that transpires after that moment. So let's kind of walk into that. When did you start first realizing this could be really helpful in that post aftermath or blissful joy of coming out? When did you really start to see this could be something good for people? Um, I think the most, oh, the first time. The, yes, you have to be specific. Thing, we need like, to know geez. the hour, the moment, the day. <laughs> At eleven fifty-one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get. I think the most significant moment for me uh, was actually recent. I was working with uh, a group, uh, putting on an event called Transcending the Binary, and it was a uh, a health kind of space mm -hmm. for transgender individuals in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. And everybody who was putting on services in this event were uh, cis individuals. They were working for free and we were there to provide services to the transgender community. And the, the effort was to give them safe space, shared space, open space where they didn't have to worry about anything else that was going on in their lives. They didn't have to worry about uh, the demons that resurfaced during the holidays. They didn't have to worry about the rejection that may come along with the holidays and, and all of the other things that uh, we tend to experience for those of us who are in a marginalized community during uh, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas right. and family. So it was, it was uh, a beautiful space. And I, was I was the tarot reader. There, there happened to be a Reiki mm -hmm. practitioner there. There were people doing hair, people doing nails. There was a DJ. There was some food. It, and there was an arts and crafts table. It was just kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And people came up and started signing up to have readings with me. And the, the power of that was that the space was safe enough that people felt that they could share where they were in life today. And sometimes that meant it was someone who was considering transitioning. Sometimes it meant someone who had just transitioned and they were working through what that meant for themselves. And sometimes it meant uh, they've already been through the transition process. They've already uh, come out to, to their family and friends and they were dealing 
significantly in relationships? Mm -hmm. What is it uh, that uh, resolves the tension of a relationship? Or how do I now deal with my current partner um, based on where my head is at in my mm -hmm. uh, transition and in my coming out? So the experience of getting to work through where people in our community were today, yep. knowing everything that was going on in the world mm -hmm. and holidays and family, and then down to the like nitty gritty of just what life is, which is those relationships we have with our friends and family. Right. Uh, and how how sensitive those were and how important they were. When I got to work with with that incredibly open crew, I, it changed my world mm -hmm. and I want to be able to continue to do that. Mm -hmm. And I've had tastes of that throughout my life, right. but this was the, this was a defining moment where I went, yes, now mm -hmm. I see, I need to be the person that helps whoever it is mm -hmm. transition from the moment of, I am in a space of, I don't know what's going on in my life mm -hmm. to having some confirmation that where they are is the place they're meant to be. And then being able to move into whatever those next steps are so they can achieve their goals tomorrow. That's amazing because first of all, that you could see and have that moment within yourself, but then to see clearly, Oh, here's how I can use this. And I had a similar moment years and years ago <clears throat> when I started my coaching certification and I had been to one other coaching certification, um, kind of welcome weekend to see if I wanted to go with that particular um, school. And then I was at the second one and I thought, no, the second one isn't going to, I just know the second one's not going to be it because I just, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't seem to fit. And then I walked in and within two hours of being there, not because they were doing woo woo and, you know, <laughs> rah, rah, it wasn't all that stuff. It wasn't any of that. It just felt like home. And then they asked the question, what kind of coach do you want to be? What, what, what people do you want to help? What's your niche? Where do you want to focus? Oh. And I remember standing up and saying, I'm going to be the coming out coach and I'm going to work with men coming out late in life to help them do the transition into being who they really are. And I remember getting goosebumps and going, hell yeah, <laughs> that's actually yeah. it, you know? Yeah, and I remember I was kind of shaking and the entire room was quiet because out of the 60 some odd people in that room, everybody's like, well, you think of that, of that, you know, we're wandering through the you know desert waiting for the answer to finally <laughs> you know, yeah. come out. And the room just kind of looked at me and then the clap started happening. And I thought, I'm really definitive. I know this is what I'm being called to do. And it sounds like that's exactly kind of what you went through as well. It's like, here's this moment. I see this so clearly. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. And I, it, it felt like that at the end of a long day. I remember being so wrapped up in it that five hours had gone by and I had, I had promised them too, because I had other things I needed to do that day. Luckily, no like uh, official calendar commitment or anything, but I'd promised them to, and I looked up and five hours had gone by. It was me, the organizer, and someone else, and they were pouring a bottle of wine, and they turned to me and said, would you like some? And I was, I was like, it was like I just looked up, and 
time had gone by that fast mm. and I was shaky and I had so much adrenaline at that moment realizing this is it. Like I'd felt it, but I really knew it. Mm. That's amazing. So yeah. as you knew it and now you're like, okay, this, this stuff has some power, which you already kind of knew because you've done some tarot and stuff in your past. Yeah. But now you can see it really, really clearly. So where do you want to take this? I mean, if you could say, okay, I'm going to take this, I'm going to do this. Where's the next thing for you? What is that thing that like, you're like, I'm going, I'm going to go do this. Mm. Uh, the, the next thing I'm thinking about doing now is how I can get in front of more people, mm -hmm. uh, physically in front of more people. Yep. So it's really easy for me to find digital space and be on to live stream, to sure. be on Instagram, Facebook, all, all of the things, yep. all the yep. social media things. Uh, but it's really difficult personally to be in front of other people and um it's something that i have to like i have to really work at so not only is it difficult i have to work at it and it's not work when i'm actually doing it like, yeah. I, I realize retrospectively oh I, I i can totally do this right um but i i have to do the work to get there so there's some some hurdles for myself in getting in front of people but that's my next big thing is being physically in front of people and that's a big shift in the tarot community right now. I think anyway, most people are doing their best to be online. And part of that is the availability. Part of it is generational. Right. Uh, but tarot started in front of people. We mm -hmm. sat across from each other, did mm -hmm. readings across from each other in person. So uh, maybe I'm going a little old school, but it's time for me to get back to that space because it's been a while since yeah. I've had it front of people but it's interesting that you bring up like you're kind of going old school because this is actually one of the oldest means of people trying to see what's coming up for them and how it's and i don't know a lot about it i know enough about it like okay i can say that but what i find mm -hmm. interesting is i always find it's more powerful to kind of go back and go okay well how did we used to do some of this stuff not this, not this, you know, dissing that there's beautiful stuff we do now, but I know even in the, so let's see, I finished getting my certification in 2010, I believe. So, you know, I've got seven, eight years of coaching under my belt. And then every once in a while in the midst of a session, I'll be like, oh wait, but I haven't asked that question. <laughs> I haven't done that thing in a long time. And that's like one of the very first things I learned. Yeah. And it's amazing when I pull that forward, it's usually the thing that moves people the most. And so I think it's interesting that you're using something that has been around and been around and people have used it to help people really step into what they're like, oh, this is so new. I've got to do this coming out or whatever and be in relationship with people. When there's every kind of book written under the sun about this stuff, there's all these mm -hmm. books about how to be in relationships. There's all these, you know, I'm actually doing a workshop in two days with a group of corporate people where it's about team building, which is all about relationships. It's about being in relationship with each other, but I'm coming back to some very basics in what I'm approaching. So I think you're on the right track, man. I think this is kind of cool that you're going to step back and go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this this way to support you as well as mm -hmm. to support others because it's that face to face. Let's get really cozy sort of medium. And yes. It, it's amazing when you can do that sort of stuff. So let's talk a little bit about 
why someone would do this and why some people would be like, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's great. I love it. Okay. So my, my, my favorite that's not going to happen usually comes out in ways that are really challenging. People will come mm -hmm. in and they'll just be, um, they'll be disparaging. They'll, they'll mock that. Mm -hmm tarot was even in existence by well tell me the lottery numbers you know the lottery and they'll do the same thing to people who uh, would promote themselves as psychic right so there's uh i mean if i knew the lottery numbers i wouldn't i wouldn't be doing this i wouldn't <laughs> yeah or i i would and it wouldn't look like i'm in a bedroom that has no paint on the walls right exactly right now so. <laughs> right if I had the lottery numbers, honey, I'd have a great looking ass. I mean, that's just right. <laughs> do a little tuck here. We'll do a little, little tuck here. here. Those little peck implants. Okay, fine. If I get them at 55, sure. Why not? Why you not? <laughs> yeah. So the, the first. Yeah, Seth, can you tell me, am I ever going to have, you know, really great chest and ass? I mean, come on. He's a terrorist. <laughs> you know? Yes. All you have to do is work and pay for it. There you go. <laughs> Ding. Next. Yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. you. So there are people who um, first come as skeptics. Then there's another layer of, layer of people who come who are uh, looking for things actually kind of like that kind of question, things that would be yes or no's. Mm. And when you're in a yes or no space, those are really questions that you can answer yourself. You're working through your own hurdle. We might, if you want to actually spend time with me, we might actually need to sit down and think about what you're really struggling with or what you're really yeah. trying to work through in order to get to the root of the challenge that's in front of you that is causing you to do something that's a little um, light yeah. by saying, yeah. well, you know, how will, you know, will this happen? Will I get married? Well, let's delve deeper into your question. Will right. I get married? Are you actually looking to date someone right now? Are you looking for mm -hmm. a fuck buddy? Are you looking for um, the type of person you want to date? What is it that you're mm -hmm. digging into? Are you dating someone and you're not right. sure if they're the right person? Mm -hmm. You know, th there's so much behind the question of will I get married that mm -hmm. is more active than a lot, giving your power to someone else or the universe of will I? Right. Well, sure what do you want to do about it mm -hmm. so I think what's interesting as you're saying this um sorry to interrupt but there was something there that when somebody comes in wanting such a definitive answer mm. and i this happens all the time in my coaching my question to them and i literally so i'll put my you know bitch diva heels on and go so <laughs> how many times have you asked this question in the past and to whom and what has the answer been and it shuts them right up. Yes. Because I know in that moment, how they respond to that question will tell me if they're looking for the quick fix. Because if they've asked it to numerous people, they've gotten a similar answer, and now they're asking it to me. It's like, so what you really want is you want Seth here to wave the magic tarot cards and give you everything you need to know and be done. Yep, 100%. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're giving over the responsibility for their own actions to someone right. they may not even know. Mm -hmm. And that is not the way that I love to work with tarot. And I'll tell mm -hmm. people that up front and and it's things I've, I've done blog posts on it, too, just so people know all tarot readers in general. We're all different because we're all human mm -hmm. and we all approach tarot differently. Um, 
when you think of a tarot reader, most people think of the old woman that may or may not be toothless with a bandana right. on her head and a crystal ball in front of her. And she tells you when you're going to die. Right. Right. She, <laughs> you're not, you're not um, actually engaging with that reader. She's, she's giving you uh, mm-hmm. and feeding you information. The, the bevy of readers that I know and the ones that I respect and, and the ones that I go to, because it took me 20 years to find one after I lost my first tarot reader. Mm. Um, we all are in a state of wanting to ensure that people have the tactical actions that they can, they can hold on to so that they can leave us and then go do the thing. You know, the, a tarot reading, in my opinion, should be transformational. It's not. Yes, there's there's room for fun if you're out at a party. Uh, yes, there's room for fun if you're at an event, and and they can be fun. They can be mm-hmm. light, and I hope that at some point they are. Uh, but sometimes there's some challenging conversations to have, and my effort, whether it's light or challenging, is to ensure that you leave my table with something to do. You're you're coming to me because there was something you needed to work on, work through, or fix, yep. or understand. Uh, and and I don't want you to leave without homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what any of this modality is. If somebody's saying they're going to help you do something, my question has always been, okay, how are you going to ha- help me do that? Well, you know, we're going to talk about stuff. Okay, there's only so much talk therapy bullshit you can do. And yeah. <laughs> any therapist, please don't take offense to that. <laughs> God knows I need more. But, um, you know, it's it's one of those interesting spaces when you, again, I love how you positioned it. When you relinquish the control and give this person, okay, you're supposed to come up with this for me, then you're not doing the work. But what you should be doing is coming to, whether it's a coach, whether it is a therapist, whether it's a tarot reader, I believe you're coming because you want some guidance. You want some insight that you're not, you're not seeing for yourself that you probably have access to. You don't realize you actually have access to yes. this intuition and stuff, yes, yes. but you need the, the guidance. You need the card. You need something to like trigger what you're looking for the most. And then to be able to take and do something with it is where the real work and the payoff in my mind comes. It isn't going to be like, okay, here's these pretty little cards and, you know, depending on what they are and, oh yeah, it, oh yeah, I like that one because, you know, it's this really cool looking woman on it. Oh yeah. And there's the, you know, this guy that looks like a, a, a warrior or whatever. Like, okay, no, don't get caught up in that. Now, of course, I'm quite sure since Seth is gay, he's probably got like a rainbow tarot <laughs> card. <laughs> <laughs> They're all RuPaul, you know, past so, drag <laughs> contestants, you know, at the RuPaul there is drag, a drag tarot card deck. deck. So, there is a drag race deck. Is it, it really? Yes, oh, I was joking. Well, shit, you know, no, I was hoping I maybe came up with something that we can both make some money off of here. Right? But, Sorry, it's already yeah. out there. Oh well, we'll we'll figure <laughs> something out because you know all you gotta do is put two queens in a closet like well, I am, and we'll figure something out to make money. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> well, this is interesting. So, what I love about this is it's a different way of going about figuring something out, and somebody could come coach with me or. They could come do this with you and get guidance that would be different than what I would do. And the reason I wanted Seth to be on the podcast was like, don't think there's only one way. And I know some people aren't thinking that, but I, I, I'm always amazed. I wonder if you have had this experience, Seth, where, okay, well, you're coming out. Well, so let us tell you how to do this. Bullshit. <laughs> 
there is no one way to do this. There is no guarantee that if you do it this way or that way or whatever, that it's going to work. And what I think I'm hearing behind this is the beauty of the tarot is it really dials in to you, who you are, where you are, how you see the journey and helps you see it in a different light with maybe some different alternatives than what you thought. Yes, that's beautiful. Well, you know, I used to do marketing, so there you go. I just wrote a <laughs> marketing website for you, man. So Thank you. Yeah, that'll yeah. go on my about page. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but do you find this that people are like, yeah, I've tried these other things or do they just kind of, yeah, let's, let's start with this. And then suddenly, and I'm sure it happens both ways. They try it and they're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was going to get this. They go in both directions, like either they know what they want. Or they get surprised by it. Which yes. Is more... <clears throat> yeah, both of those things happen, and and I'm I'm an example of one of those. So the first time I ever got a tarot reading, I blew my socks off. But the challenge for me was okay. But I want to know what color off. were those socks? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I was twenty, so they were probably white cane socks. Okay, there we go. There uh, <laughs> So I had this, I had this great reading, but the, the reading was great because I'd never had one before. And she told me all these things I already knew about my life. So there's a lot of confirmation and, mm -hmm. and I didn't know her. And so I was like, wow, how do you know all this stuff? But then there was no what to do after. Mm. So that was part of my journey and going, I need this to have mm. actionable steps after. And then after I lost her and I didn't find another reader for 20 years, literally almost to the day. Um, I, I was looking for the reader that was going to be able to give me more than what I'd originally experienced. But I also wanted someone who I could talk to kind of like, uh, we're talking, you know, there's an ease, there's a comfortableness, there's, there's an ability to, uh, throw out the kind of language that is most comfortable for you there. There's an, like I, I told someone recently, uh, and she came to a reading for me about, um, where her love life was headed. Mm -hmm. And she's had a lot of ups and downs. We've been reading, I've been reading for her for a little while. And uh, this one was, uh, was an odd one. It was kind of fun. And she, the, the result of the reading was, listen, I know you're not dating anybody right now, but if anybody comes along, no sex, you can't get laid because you're going to mm -hmm. get Peter poisoning. <laughs> and the, this is, the friend of mine came out with this term, but it was the only thing I could, it just kept coming kind of like that statement where you said I needed to use this, technique mm -hmm. it just it was your intuition kicked in that's kind of sometimes phrases come to me right and um and you just i was like you, you're gonna get peter poisoning just, what does that mean so you're gonna get so addicted to the sex it's gonna be so good you're gonna miss everything else about this relationship it's mm. terrible uh so so there are moments where confirmation happens like that and it it is um it feels good to the other person they're going oh yeah i do kind of feel like that's where i am right now mm -hmm. and then there are other moments where i had someone come to me who her her relationship with her fiance had ended and after it ended he uh, passed away in a car crash mm. and she had come to me cuz she was trying to get a business off the ground and it was a business that they had begun together after their uh, marriage, after the engagement had ended. Hmm. 
So they were really good friends, right? yeah, yeah, strong yeah. friendship. And they were, they were trying to um, get this business started. Well, he passed. And so he was trying to figure out how to do it on her own. And uh, we had a great reading about uh, she needed to go find writing and journals. She was, oh, yeah, I've got all these notes that, we, that I took when I was learning from him. So there were these many confirmations for her of things that I would have no idea what was going on. But what was cool and what surprised her uh, was two of the cards that came up were a four and a three. And uh, at the end of the reading, she says, I just have to share something with you before uh, he passed. He had told me anytime I see the number four and three together, it means I love you. Hmm. That was one of those that your, your mind explodes moments. Um, I was as surprised as she was. And, and that's the kind of thing that, tarot has the power to tap into that other forms of support or understanding won't. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because <clears throat> some people are going to hear what you just said and go bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yet those same people will be amazed when they find a dollar bill or a $10 bill or a $20 bill in their pocket <laughs> jacket. <laughs> When they most yeah. needed it. It's, it's, it's like you can scoff at certain things and, you know, fine. Everybody has their own stuff. But to me, I, I see all of this as it's the universe's way of saying, hello, we're here. Are you listening? You know, and take it for what it is. I believe that these are beautiful manifestations that say, hey, we're not getting your attention over here. So we're going to try to get it over here. And then, yeah. okay, we're going to try and get it here until, you know, until you finally listen and you hear and you truly take in what's in your best interest. And for any of our queer brothers and sisters and anybody else, obviously you can tell that Seth works with, you know, the others as well. Um, <laughs> but especially our queer brothers and sisters, sometimes because we are the fringe, we are the others in our own way. I find it fascinating to go explore, whether it's Reiki, whether it's tarot, psychic, whatever. I find it interesting to go explore these things along with what you're doing with a therapist or a coach or a support group. Because sometimes you might become numb to the comfortable. And it's in the uncomfortable and the questioning, at least in my life, is what I've found when the best answers show up and it may come from something you're not norm, you know, used to normally doing. it may come from going to have a tarot card reading when you've never had one in your life. It may come from, okay, I'm going to go hire a coach for a month and see what happens, but I'm not sure I really get this coaching fine, but push yourself outside the comfort zone because guess what bitches <laughs> coming out of the closet, <laughs> you're pushing yourself out, outside. Yes, the yes, comfort yes. Zone anyway. So what, what's it going to hurt, you know, to go do this? And what I find also so interesting is you can have blind faith in a, in a God and a higher being, but you can't have blind faith in something like this. How do you know it's not all happening in the same source? It's just being presented in a different medium. You know what's so that's me getting up on my little soapbox going, okay, listen, <laughs> this truth <laughs> is being spoken. <laughs> I love this soapbox because there's so much going on there. Yeah. Well, I, I love the 
the concept of um, having being on that fringe because for so long as members of this queer community we've had to forge our own path and go our own way whenever that path opened itself up to us yep and tarot is is the same kind of thing it 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 doesn't call to everyone it calls mm. to those of us who are meant to use it and it's called to those of us who are meant to hear the message that it can bring mm -hmm. so uh, i 100 percent wholeheartedly agree with all of that i think it's amazing and one of the other thing that you mentioned of uh, maybe this spirituality divinity these these things could all be connected and related. Maybe they're not as different as we think they are. One of the things that I hear most about tarot is, uh, or a question I get often is, well, isn't it, isn't it satanic or the devil or aren't you devil worshiping if you're using the tarot? And what I've discovered in the 30 years that I've been working with these decks, uh, they're 30 plus, um, there, there is so much iconic religious, uh, or religious iconography in mm -hmm. the cards. Yep. Uh, it, it's based in religious experience. In, in the deck that most people know, the Rider Waite Smith, there's the four archangels are in there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it, it's not as it's not as scary as one might think. The I think the fear comes from the fact that. Uh, Tarot used to be a game. People used to gamble with the game. Gambling was evil and bad in the eyes mm -hmm. of the church. Tarot got associated with the gambling. And next thing you know, yeah. uh, it's it's just all kind of tumbling into this evil space. Well, and you, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. It's like anything can become this thing that's not good. I mean, yeah. all you have to do is look around what's going on in this place we want to call the United States these days um, <laughs> to see that there's so many things that can be grabbed and say, Oh, this isn't good. And that isn't good. And da, da, da. but it's just because it's something different. I mean, you know, for those of you who are listening, who are queer and even those that you, that aren't, cause this is a, you know, open podcast to many different kinds of lives and lifestyles and everything. I encourage you to think about it from the perspective of your sexuality because there's so many different sexualities out there. Somebody's going to be different. Even a heterosexual is different in its own way. If it was not the norm, it would be different. If, he if homosexuality was the norm, then heterosexuality would be the difference. And so when you look for these modes of support and help, I'd invite you to look at it from what's going to do me the best for me. Go explore it. Go figure it out. Go try some different things and let yourself truly be surprised and open to the experience. I mean, hell, most of us are open to, okay, sure, fine, I'll bottom once and see how that goes. You know, <laughs> you know, you know let's yeah, be open to the experience what? and then, okay, no, that's not for me. Fine. I think it's terrible. Now, I don't even want to put terror on that. Actually, forgive me for that. But you, you get where I'm going, folks. It's like, you know, give it a try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know. You don't need, guess what? You don't need lube for tarot. So there you go. Lube-free zone right there. So, um, but um, so, yeah, I'm so glad you I don't I'm so glad you reached out and you brought this to my attention, man, because I'd never even thought of this. You know, I know I'm getting old and senile, so that's probably why some of this stuff doesn't show up these days. But it is such a beautiful opportunity to start to explore especially as you positioned itself with the the post coming out stuff 
and the relationship stuff. And I know you spend a lot of time in relationships and really helping people through that stuff because you know what? That's where we tend to screw up as humans, whether it's an intimate relationship, a friendship, a parent, whatever. Our relationships is where we, we play in the playground of fuck ups all the time. And I just thank God they do because then you and I have plenty of work to do. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm really glad. And you, you actually have an offer that I want to make sure everybody knows about. Yes, we're going to sell a little something here. But if you want some time with Seth, how could they do that? And how could they get a little bit of a discount on what they're doing then? Great question. You can always find out more about me at comingouttarot.com and all of my social media, if you're whichever one you're on, is all at Coming Out Tarot. Uh, for anybody who's listening to this podcast, I'm happy to give you 10% off a relationship reading, especially as we get closer and closer to Valentine's Day or if this is after Valentine's Day. Um, well, they can still, use it for like the next you know, Valentine's Day because I'm sure somebody's going to come to you and go, <laughs> Am I going to have a boyfriend by next Valentine's? Well, bitch, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> we got to go know. deeper now. How, yeah. How bad do you want one? What are you yeah. willing to do for that boyfriend? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a there's a code out there, yeah. uh, and it's just uncloseted. Yep. And it's on, so be on the website. This. It's going to be there. You're going to see Seth's beautiful face. Except, you know, I'm going to just say this. He sent me this like headshot with like this scruffy beard. And now I'm like looking at him like, okay, who is this bitch? I don't. I just got rid of it. it just, <laughs> uh, listen. Okay. So wait, I, I, I was under duress. My, my, my husband went in for some surgery. Mm. He hates my beard. He doesn't hate, hate the beard. He just prefers me without the beard. And I love to have the beard. Mm. So right before surgery, I thought, let me throw him a bone. Yep. Yep. So I shaved off the beard. What a good uh, husband. See, it was, it, yeah. it was a little thing. Yeah. Well, well, and he didn't I, notice. I know, you know, when you put throwing the bone and little thing in the same sentence, I, <laughs> I don't want to go there, you know? So, yeah. But well, that's cool. He didn't cool. notice right away. He noticed right before surgery though, when the drugs kicked in. Oh, Okay. He's like, oh, you shared it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. bye. Like, okay, fine. You got to be drugged up, bitch, to see it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> got your number now. Got so. it. Yeah. Oh, well, I am so glad we got to spend this time together. I, I feel like we're already old girlfriends. Carol? I, I just don't know. It's like, you know, we'll be sitting in some nursing home someday and, oh my God, what are you doing here? Are you still doing that tarot thing, girl? Uh, going like, what is that thing? Oh, that's not a pacemaker. That's actually your podcast. You're still doing that, bitch? Um, are you still tied to that microphone? Yeah, exactly. No shit. So, well, hey, man, I'm so glad. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for giving us another way to look at this because I don't know that enough people go explore okay well yeah i think some people go explore <laughs> okay yes Maybe i want to but but you know i they don't explore how something else might serve them better and then they get frustrated and then they don't do anything and then you know they they go way down paths that they don't need to go down when they could say hey let's try something new so um thank you thank you thank you sir for being here and i can't wait to see what comes from this you know we're going to look in the cards and see where this might go and uh, yes. you know we're hoping that you know this is going to take you and us somewhere that you all want to be going so i think we're gonna well, we're not going to shut the closet door on this one because we never go back into the closet once we've never. opened the door we are out but um i'm going to encourage each of you to think about making a bold move to do something different especially like a tarot reading with Seth, that would be like 
okay, do this, okay? Uh, and I'm not getting any kickback. The bitch won't give me any kickback on it. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, here we are. So, but anyway, Seth, thanks so much, man, for being here. I really enjoyed Thank it. Thank you. And, um, I hope, hope that you all will think about what you could do differently to get the answers for your life. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life uncloseted. And you know what? You can share it too. Just take a few moments if you like and if you believe in this podcast and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone, go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating review because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, host of the show and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone.